Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast, episode number 313. Even though I recorded episode 312 this afternoon, I am back this evening for the episode for Friday. I'm pretty happy that actually I'm recording it Friday night, which means that I am not too exhausted, that I have a little bit of energy and ability left to sit for a few minutes and record this. It was a good day today in large part because, as I said in my earlier podcast recorded today, that I did not have school and had school off because the women's volleyball team from my school was in the state semifinals. Now, they won, which is pretty cool. They're in the state finals, state of Ohio, for our division tomorrow. Now, I would consider going tomorrow, but I have to work. And my son and I are going on a college visit, so I'm going to have to just pay attention to the volleyball team from afar send them prayers and good thoughts and lots of hope that they can win a state title because that would be pretty cool. Today was a relaxed day. Nevertheless, I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God. And I'm glad that you're with me whatever day it is, wherever you are listening as I share. So today I kept fairly active throughout the day, trying to get some tasks done, working on my wine tasting business that I've described here before. But it wasn't until evening that I was able to do something that I've wanted to do for a while. I'm reading this book that I think I have mentioned before. It is looking at the Aramaic translation or the translation of the Aramaic for the Lord's Prayer, the prayer that Jesus taught to his followers and the prayer that Christians throughout the world, across the history, have prayed. And one of the things that is important to remember is that Jesus did not speak Greek, which was the language that the Old Testament was written in, excuse me, the New Testament was written in. And Instead, he spoke Aramaic. And I know on this podcast, I forget what episode that was, but I talked about this book and about Jesus and Aramaic. So I'm a little bit further into the book, and I've reached, I think, the most interesting line in the entire Lord's Prayer. And what I'm doing is I am writing from the book the different translations and the different meanings of the Aramaic in my journal. Now you might wonder, if I own the book, why would I want be doing this, copying it, essentially? Well, I don't own the book. I got it out of the library, and actually it had to be transferred from a, a local college library for me to even get it. So when I get, get it, give it back, turn it in, return it, it's going to be, it would be hard to get once again. 
But more than that, I, I just feel that writing the words and saving them in my own hand, in my journal, just makes them more valuable and more meaningful. And that's why I'm doing it. And it's kind of interesting because I'm not copying the book word for word, not by any means. But I am reminded of the monks and the scribes throughout history who duplicated the different texts that we have. You know, we wouldn't have the Bible if it wasn't copied by hand. We wouldn't have the works of the the Greeks or the Romans or others throughout history if we people didn't copy that from manuscript to manuscript to manuscript. So I think I'm in a tradition of a, a long line of word scribes and those who preserve the word and move it from one time into another. Well, the line that I am most interested in is the line that is translated differently in Matthew's gospel and Luke's gospel. Of course, these are the two places that we get the Lord's Prayer. And there are different ways that we can understand that. The actual Aramaic, and I'm going to try to pronounce it here in the phonetic way that I have found it, here is the actual words Jesus said. O shuklan koben aichana daap kanan shuokwan la kaya wan. And um, that is often translated into, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. That's the... Um, King James Version of the translation. But there's other ways that it would be translated from the meaning inherent contained within the Aramaic. And here's just a few of them. The author gives uh, various ones because the Aramaic is rich and fruitful with meaning. Loose the cords of mistakes binding us as we release the strands we hold of others' guilt. Lighten our load of secret debts as we relieve others of their need to repay. Erase the inner marks our failures make just as we scrub our hearts of others' faults. Absorb our, hus- our frustrated hopes and dreams as we embrace those of others with happiness, with emptiness, excuse me. Untangle the knots within so that we can mend our hearts' simple ties to others. And this one I like. Compost our inner stolen fruit as we forgive others the spoils of their trespassing. So great words. And, you know, I think in some ways the most challenging part of the Lord's prayer because in this part we are saying forgive us take away our shortcomings only as much as we take away those of others so be merciful to us in the exact measure of the mercy that we show to others 
And boy, is that tough. (laughs) In this day and age when we, even in this nation, have such different perspectives and viewpoints and the divisions run deep and wide, mercy and compassion for others is, is tough. It's definitely tough. But that's what Jesus calls us to do. He says it in the Sermon on the Mount and in the Aramaic meaning of the Lord's Prayer. It's pretty clear. So I conclude this day with just hearing God's voice, hearing Jesus's actual voice. Now, there's no recordings and it's not actually his voice, but hearing his words much closer to the way he actually said them as he wandered and walked and pilgrimaged through Galilee and Samaria and Judea. And I just feel closer to him in in hearing these words and praying with them and meditating with them. So I conclude with this question to you, the Lord's Prayer. How does it fit into your life? When do you say it? With whom do you say it? What is its meaning and significance and importance for you? And how does this little taste of the Aramaic strike you? Does it whet your appetite for more? Does it seem alien or silly or superfluous to our understanding of Jesus and his desires for us? How does it strike you? As always, thank you for listening. Blessings and peace.